This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish, www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The smell of roasted chilies still hanging in the air at my house. I put a big pan of poblano chilies under the oven broiler and made sure they got kind of blistered and blackened all over before I put them away in freezer bags for use throughout the winter and spring. It's one of those rituals that brings the season for gardening to a close. It's also something I do with eggplant, one of my favorite pieces of garden produce. I roast the eggplants, either whole or cut sides down on a baking sheet, then usually just scoop out the flesh and put that into freezer bags. And then when I want baba ganoush, which is my preference over hummus, it's a very, very similar dip using sesame paste and garlic, lemon juice, olive oil, just no chickpeas, uses eggplant instead. But I have that roasted eggplant flesh on hand to make into baba ganoush until we have eggplants again in the garden, which typically doesn't happen until July, maybe August. So definitely make good use of that for a good six months or so. I also experimented this year with peeling eggplant and sauteing them for a dish that I posted to my blog just about a month back. It's a casserole and it's called casserole of lamb and eggplant with garlic. It's something that apparently is prepared in the South of France. I took the recipe from St. Louis Post-Dispatch and posted it again on my blog, prepared it for my family, and it was a huge hit. I have lamb in the freezer all year, so why not have the eggplant to go with it? It doesn't matter that once you peel and saute eggplant and then put it in the freezer, it comes out mushy. This is the texture that's needed in this casserole, and it actually saves a step um, in the kitchen because that peeling, sauteing, peeling, dicing, and sauteing of the eggplant has already been done. So I I thought that was worth exploring a nice little kitchen shortcut and another way to prepare some of our favorite recipes. Also considering doing the same thing with simply sliced and fried eggplant with the skin still on. I don't want to take the trouble to bread it and then fry it as I would for eggplant parmesan and then freeze it. It's just, just more than I want to take on during this busy season when I'm trying to get other things preserved for the winter ahead. But I did think that maybe I would just do plain slices, unbreaded, naked slices, fry those and try to drain them as much as I could, put those in freezer bags to make moussaka, which is another one of our favorite dishes Greek in origin, using ground lamb and some really sort of classic sweet spices that you see in this dish. The current recipe on my blog 
is for a very, very well-developed moussaka. It has got, I think, 25 ingredients, including a bechamel sauce that's enriched with Greek yogurt, egg yolks, and Parmesan cheese. In addition to the eggplant, it's got onions and bell pepper. It's also got a layer of potato, which is also commonly seen in this dish. But I prefer to keep the dish more straightforward. I like the eggplant to really shine. So I've never made it with potato. I've made an abbreviated version from a cookbook I use very frequently. It's an anthology called A Thousand and One Essential Recipes. It's published by Bay Books in England. And not only does it contain a lot of very quintessential British dishes that I didn't have any frame of reference for before obtaining this book. But it also has a lot of really diverse internationally inspired dishes, everything from Greek and Middle Eastern to Chinese, there's a section on sushi. It's been really, really helpful as just a primer to some of these well-known dishes from some of the world's greatest cuisines, and I've enjoyed using it. So rather than reiterate the moussaka recipe that's up on my current blog at The Whole Dish, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyles forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish, that was posted on October 18th under the headline Sliced Eggplant Lays Foundation for Moussaka. That recipe, as I mentioned, came via St. Louis Post Dispatch, but it actually was originally published in Sever Magazine. So, yeah, it's going to be an involved one. So, I thought I'd share this other one from 1001 Essential Recipes from Bay Books instead. It calls for three plant, pounds of eggplant cut into quarter inch slices. It also calls for some olive oil, two onions peeled and finely chopped, two large cloves of garlic peeled and crushed, a half a teaspoon ground allspice, a teaspoon ground cinnamon, one and a half pounds of ground lamb, two large ripe tomatoes peeled and chopped. However, you could also use a really good quality canned tomato. I have both. I have still a few garden tomatoes hanging on. I have some tomatoes I've already canned. I actually also have tomatoes in the freezer because tomatoes freeze really well, just whole. And when they're defrosted, the skins just slip right off. It's another great little trick. Two tablespoons tomato paste also goes into this recipe. A half a cup of white wine, three tablespoons chopped fresh parsley. And you're also going to make a bechamel sauce that is enriched with some cheese, either Parmesan or a Greek cheese called kefalotiri, which I actually have seen locally at Shopping Cart in Ashland is a great source, Ashland Food Co-op, even occasionally shows up in other grocery stores possible it might be found at Trader Joe's but parmesan is a perfectly fine substitute a third cup that cheese sauce also needs two ounces of butter a half a cup of all-purpose flour two and a half cups of milk a pinch of ground nutmeg and two eggs lightly beaten so it starts by slicing up those eggplants three pounds into quarter inch slices, lay them on a tray, sprinkle with salt and leave them to stand for 30 minutes. You need to plan ahead a little bit for this recipe. 
Rinse those underwater once they've stood for 30 minutes at room temperature and pat dry. That both seasons the eggplant and extracts some of their moisture, so they fry up a little bit more nicely. It's also something I do with eggplant parmesan. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Heat two tablespoons olive oil in a frying pan and add those eggplant slices in batches, cooking for one to two, th- one to two minutes per side or until they're golden and soft. Adding a little more oil is needed and continuing to add eggplant slices to the pan until all are, are fried up. Set those aside. Heat a tablespoon olive oil in a large saucepan and add the onion two onions that should have been peeled and finely chopped. I think it'd be any onion in this case. White, yellow, even red onion would be very nice. Complements the flavor of the lamb. Whatever you prefer. Cook that over medium heat for five minutes. And then you should have peeled and crushed two large garlic cloves. Add those to the pan along with a half teaspoon ground allspice. And one teaspoon ground cinnamon. It may seem like sort of strange spices to be adding to this onion-lamb mixture, but again, these are very, very classic flavor profiles in Greek cuisine and in the Middle East with lamb. And they're, it's really, really delicious. Cook for five minutes. Cook the spices, rather, for 30 seconds, and then add the ground lamb, one and a half pounds, and cook that for five minutes or until browned, breaking up any lumps with the back of the spoon. Then you should have peeled and chopped the two large ripe tomatoes. One easy method of peeling them, of course, or pretty much the only method is to score the bottoms with an X and put them in a pan of simmering water, letting them simmer until the skin starts to peel back. I don't always find it's necessary to put in an ice water bath afterward before peeling. It does help the skin slip more easily, but a lot of the time they will come right off without that step. So peel those two large ripe tomatoes and chop and then add them to the lamb mixture in the pan along with the tomato paste, two tablespoons and a half a cup of white wine. Simmer over low heat for 30 minutes, and this is basically going to reduce to almost like a ragu meat sauce until the liquid has evaporated. And then stir in the three tablespoons chopped fresh parsley and season to taste with salt or freshly ground black pepper. Now's the time to make the cheese sauce, which starts with the bechamel, a basic white sauce. You melt two ounces of butter in a saucepan over low heat. Stir in a half a cup all-purpose flour and cook for one minute or until it's pale and foaming. You don't want to let this start to brown, which I have made the mistake of having the heat up too high before. If it starts to brown, it's, it's going, the flavor is going to be off. And I've actually started my bechamel sauces over at times. Remove the saucepan from the heat, and this step is necessary so the milk doesn't scald too quickly, maybe curdle. Gradually stir in the milk and the pinch of ground nutmeg. Freshly grated nutmeg is great if you have it. Nutmegs are, whole nutmegs are very easily available in 
the bulk spices of pretty much any local grocery store and just get a little nutmeg grater. It's a very, very inexpensive piece of kitchen equipment, just maybe a couple of dollars. And the flavor difference really is remarkable between the grated, freshly grated nutmeg and already powdered nutmeg. And just a dash is needed in this sauce. Return the saucepan to the heat and stir continuously until the sauce boils and thickens. Reduce the heat and simmer for two minutes. Then stir in one tablespoon of the finely grated cheese or until well combined. And stir in two lightly beaten eggs just before using. This, because there's dairy in the sauce, probably will not be tempered. It's often a good idea when stirring raw egg into hot liquid to add a few splashes of the hot liquid to the egg, beat it, add a few more tablespoon or so at a time, beat it, and then add the whole thing to the pot of hot liquid. But in this case, with the dairy, it probably is is not going to be an issue. Line the base of a 9 by 13 inch baking pan with a third of those fried eggplant slices. Spoon half of that lamb meat sauce over the eggplant slices and then cover with another layer of eggplant. Spoon the remaining sauce over the top and cover with the remaining eggplant and spread the cheese sauce over the top and sprinkle with the remaining cheese. Bake this for one hour in the preheated oven, 350 degrees. And then let stand for two minutes, excuse me, for 10 minutes before slicing. That allows the bechamel sauce on top to firm up at room temperature. You can also substitute an equal quantity of sliced shallow fried zucchini or potatoes or any combination in moussaka. I prefer the eggplant, of course, and that's the classic recipe from 1001 Essential Recipes by Bay Books. And you can find another variation with the potato, with the red bell pepper and eggplant and lamb, of course, on my blog, The Whole Dish, www.mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Look for the recipe under the headline, Sliced Eggplant Lays Foundation for Moussaka, and that was posted on October 18th. Thanks for listening to The Whole Dish.